0: joining us this Tuesday on Hope for Today with Pastor Doug. And today our message is called Brothers and Sisters in Christ. That's the title of our message. It's a part one today and part two tomorrow. It comes from Romans chapter 15 verses 14 and we'll go all the way through chapter 16 verse 27. But for today part one we're going to read from Romans 15 verse 14 to 33 It says I myself am convinced my brothers that you yourselves are full of goodness complete in knowledge competent to instruct one another I have written you quite boldly on some points as if to remind you of them again because of the grace that God has given to be a minister of Christ Jesus to the Gentiles with the priestly duty of proclaiming the gospel of God, so that the Gentiles might become an offering acceptable to God, sanctified by the Holy Spirit. Therefore I glorify in Christ Jesus in my service to God. I will not venture to speak of anything except what Christ has accomplished through me in leading the Gentiles to obey God by what I have said and done by the power of the signs and miracles through the power of the Holy Spirit. So from Jerusalem all the way around to Illyricum, I have fully proclaimed the gospel of Christ. It has always been my ambition to preach the gospel where Christ was not known so that I would not be building on someone else's foundation. Rather, as it is written, those who are not told about him will see, and those who have not heard will understand. This is what I have often been hindered from coming to you. This is why I have often been hindered from coming to you. But now there is no more place for me to work in these regions and since I have been longing for many years to come and see you, I plan to do so when I go through Spain. I hope to visit you while passing through and to assist you or to have you assist me on my journey there after I have enjoyed your company for a while. Now however, I am on my way to Jerusalem in the service of the saints there. For Macedonia and Arcadia were pleased to make a contribution for the poor among the saints in Jerusalem. They were pleased to do it, and indeed they owed it to them. For if the Gentiles have shared in the Jews' spiritual blessing, they owe it to the Jews to share with them their material blessings. So after I have completed this task, and have made sure that they have received this first this fruit i will go to spain and then i will visit you on the way i know that when i come to you i will come in the full measure of the blessing of christ jesus i urge you brothers by the lord jesus christ and by the love of the spirit to join me in my struggle by praying to god for me pray that i must Pray that I may be rescued from the unbelievers in Judea, that my service in Jerusalem will be accepted to the saints there, so that by God's will, I may come to you with joy and together with you be refreshed. The Lord God of peace will be with you all, amen. Shall we pray? Our gracious Lord and heavenly Father, we thank you for the words of Paul. We thank you that we're reminded of his missionary journeys. We are reminded of all that he went through. And Lord, we were reminded today that we are brothers and sisters in Christ. Lord, we ask that you give me the words and the wisdom as we bring forth today's podcast and help those that will listen and those that will accept the Lord as their personal Savior today. We ask it in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. So let's take a look at this. Now, you know, in Christ, we have a bond that is stronger than flesh and blood today. We have a bond with brothers and sisters where we can stand in the gap. We are now, and we will always be brothers and sisters in Christ. We're all members of the family of God today. If we're Christian, the scripture that we're reading in Romans, from Romans 15, beginning with verse 14, and on to 16 through 27, it introduces us to many, many of the first century Christians. Some refer to them as relatives, distant relatives from long ago. We can read their story in, in ver- uh, chapter 16. We can see the care and the compassion they had for one another. We can tell that they're brothers and sisters in Christ. We hear of their compassion for people, their struggles. All we have to do is just look at the pages of the scriptures and we can read about it. We can hear firsthand knowledge of what it was like in the first century for Christians. Today, as Christians, we sometimes forget of the struggles they went through. Even the struggles of Paul, what he went through, being shipwrecked and beaten and chained and jailed and all these things. But he kept going. He kept going. We see the writer telling us here, he says, If myself I am convinced, my brothers, that you yourself are full of goodness, He's heard their testimonies. They're complete in knowledge. They know the word of God. And they're competent to instruct one another, to teach. Sometimes people think they're qualified to teach, but they have no teaching skills. You know, when we read the scripture, sometimes we have to do background check. We need to look at the scripture and get some background information. We need to know who they're talking to, who the writer's talking to, the audience. We need to know what was going on at that time period when it was written. We need to know all the characters, our brothers and sisters in the story. We need to see the message for what the message is. And how do we apply it today? Because I believe all scripture has an application for today. He says, I have written you quite boldly on some points as if to remind you of them again because of the grace God gave me to be a minister of the Lord Jesus Christ. He's a minister to the Gentiles, to the non-Jews. He has priestly duties proclaiming the gospel of God. He's preaching and teaching to the gentiles he said that the gentiles might be an offering acceptable to God sanctified by the holy spirit wow such powerful words it says therefore i glory in Christ Jesus in my service to God sometimes when we're in the service for the kingdom of God do we glory in Christ Jesus and you think of that you say pastor what are you saying But we have to look at it and realize that, you know, not everybody is going to accept what we have to say. Not everybody is going to understand. Sometimes it takes someone with a different skill to teach, to preach. Sometimes God calls people to go to a place for a certain reason. And then sometimes they, they they go to another church. Their time, Their work is done. We've been there and done that. We know when it's time to go. God gives us spiritual discernment for that. But we glory in Christ Jesus that our service is to God, not to man. You know, We think about it, we we forget sometimes. We say, oh, I'm a pastor of this church, or I'm a missionary of this church, or I'm a deacon of this church. But that's a denomination. If we're a preacher, a teacher, a deacon, we're, we're for the glory of God, to the service of God. He says, I will not venture to speak of anything except what Christ has accomplished, through me, leading the Gentiles to obey God by what I have said and done, by the signs and the miracles, through the power of the Holy Spirit. He's telling him he couldn't do any of it without the power of the Holy Spirit. He was leading. The Holy Spirit was leading him. He was giving him words and wisdom, these signs and miracles. You know, miracles still happen today. We just have to to believe. God has a purpose. God has a plan for each and every one of us. His plan for you may not be the same for me. Or his plan for me may not be the same for you. But God calls each one of us to his service today as Christians. So, So, Jerusalem... So he says. So from Jerusalem all the way around to Illyricum, I have fully proclaimed the gospel of Christ. It has always been my ambition to preach the gospel where Christ was not known, so that I would not have been, I would not be building on someone else's foundation. Rather, as it is written. Those who were not told about him will see, and those who have not heard will understand. You know, it's very interesting. You know, we, we want to go where our comfort zone is. We want to go where things appear to be uh, easy. It's like rehashing the same thing over and over again. But we need to go where those who have not heard the word where Christ is not known. Just like this podcast, it can go into many countries that that I cannot go. But my recording, my voice, the podcast can go anywhere, anywhere in the world. There's no borders that can stop it. There's no hindrance. That's why I do the podcast, because I'm able to, to preach the word, teach the word, and people can tune in when they want, as much as they want. You know, it's not about the numbers for podcasting, but it's about those that are faithful to listen to the word. I may not know your name, but I pray for you every day. I pray for the listeners. Pray for the many countries that listen, people that listen periodically. Some people go back and listen to past messages. And I thank God for giving me that skill, giving me that time. Am I a professional? No, in the sense podcasting is my third season. But I give God all the glory. I do the best I can. this simple way of doing it. but I want to preach the message to those that have not heard and those who need to have a personal relationship with Christ. He talks about in 22, this is why I have often been hindered from coming to see you because it was about the Lord's work. You know, sometimes we can't always go where we where we want to go sometimes we're hindered for one reason or another but in this case he was going to go visit them and he was more about he was so busy preaching the gospel where christ was not known he was laying a foundation that would begin to put down churches bodies of believers brothers and sisters in christ were being added daily weekly, monthly, yearly. He says in verse 23, he says, but now there is no more place for me to go to work in these regions where he was assigned. It's like being a missionary. You're assigned to a country. And you know, sometimes there's only so much you can do. It depends on restrictions. It depends on these many, many things that that, uh, could be hindrances. But sometimes we are giving an assignment by God to go Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts. We do what we can in the time that we can. It's so amazing when you think about it. Here he says his work his work was done in these regions. So now he's he's long many years to go see his brothers and sisters. So he's made a plan to go to a new area in Spain, and he says, I hope to visit while passing through and to have you assist me on my journey thereafter. He was inviting them to join him on the mission, to join him in preaching the gospel, because he talked about in the beginning, their goodness, their complete knowledge. He knew what they believed. He knew what they taught. They were confident. In instruction but then he goes on and he says now however I am on my way to Jerusalem in service of the Saints there for Macedonia and Archaea were pleased to make a contribution for the poor among the Saints in Jerusalem they gave an offering they gave of their money to help the poor And he said they did it willingly. We need to do it willingly for the Lord. Give of our time, our talents, our money. You say, Pastor, but, you know, I won't have a life. But we serve God. We serve a higher calling today. God will lead and direct us. God always provides He doesn't always give us what we want or what we think we need. He gives us what we need to accomplish the mission. Just like here, these churches came together and gave the money. He talks about the Gentiles. They shared in the Jews' spiritual blessing. They came into the knowledge of God. And he's asking them to share their material blessings to do the same, to give back. So he talks about here, he says, I've completed the task and once I've completed the task and made sure that they have received this fruit, this offering, I will go to Spain and visit you on the way. I know that when I come to you, I come in the full measure with the blessing of God. You say, what does that mean? It means he's coming at the right time that God is going to bless him to be there. You know, sometimes we want to do things in our timing. We want to go here and there. And you know, God sometimes doesn't always open that door. I can tell you story after story of how God opened doors and how God has closed doors. He's changed direction. But as Christians, we have to be sensitive to the Spirit of God. He's leading. He tells us in verse 30, I urge you, brother, by our Lord Jesus Christ and by the love of the Spirit, to join me in my struggle by praying to God for me. He's asking for the saints. He's asking for the Christians, brothers and sisters, to pray for him. to pray for him. He was facing the the unbelievers in Judea on his service to Jerusalem. He was traveling. He faced many obstacles, many trials along the way. But he was asking them, he says, intercede for me. Pray for me. Many, many times I've asked people, say, can you pray for me that uh, there's a situation, you know, uh, it's not quite clear, and I need the Lord's guidance. I need a clear vision from God. Is this the way I'm to go, or is this the is this door closing and another one opening? Sometimes we need our brothers and sisters to come alongside of us. Sometimes even to pray for healing. To pray for provision. You know, someone said, "Oh, well, we don't ask God for money." And you say, say, Pastor, there you're talking money. But it's a reality of life. It's a reality as Christians that we provide for one another. It's not about getting rich and having big numbers in the bank account. You could have all the money in the world. But then it can only be what you say can only be lip service if you're not giving to help others. He says, pray that I may be rescued from the unbelievers in Judea, and that my service in Jerusalem will be acceptable to the saints there. You know, sometimes those in authority and leadership don't always agree with what we've done, agree with our service. Sometimes they, they don't even recognize it. Been there, done that. You know, sometimes it doesn't hurt to be accepted, for your service, for what you've done, to be recognized, I I should say. Not accepted, but recognized. You know, he was out in the field. He was in the harvest field. The harvest field was ripe, but there was also opposition. You know, the Bible tells us that not everybody is going to believe All we have to do is look around us. People don't want to hear the gospel anymore. People don't want to, to uh, hear the word of God. Even the mentioning of God, sometimes people cringe. You know, we don't know their story, but we need to pray for them anyway. You know, as I told the story about a woman that prayed for her son for 20 years the other day, and, you know, she never gave up. She never gave up. And, you know, even if you present the gospel to someone and they don't accept it, you continue to pray for them. Say, Lord, I pray for, I pray for this person or that person, or I pray for this nation or that nation. You know, think about it. Think about it today. We need the prayers of our brothers and sisters. Sometimes we need for the work to be acknowledged. Many, many times over ministry, over 33 years now, you know, the interesting thing is, is, you know, many, many things done for the service of the kingdom of God going here and there, taking me halfway around the world, or more than halfway. God is always provided. Has it always been recognized by those in, in, in church hierarchy? No, but I'm not worried about that. But the thing is, we're reminded that we're working for the Lord. We trust God. One day, Jesus is going to say, when we get to heaven, he's going to say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. That's what it's all about today. It's not about chalk it up that I did this and that. You know, it was funny, recently I was working on a resume. It had not been, it had not been updated for many, many, many years. And I was looking back and I was like, wow, where the Lord brought me from to where the Lord has taken us, myself and my family. It's amazing. Only God could open that door. But God gets all the glory. It's not glory for Pastor Doug. It's glory for God. It's getting the good news out. Shall we pray our gracious lord and heavenly father we thank you for brothers and sisters in christ we thank you that we have a bond in christ that's stronger than flesh and blood and lord we thank you for the brothers and sisters that come alongside of us that pray for us that encourage us we thank you for those that support us lord it's it's been a blessing serving you. It's still a blessing to serve. Lord, the family of God is made up of brothers and sisters. We may not have the same last name, but we have the same God. We serve a God that is alive and well. We serve a risen Savior. Lord, we thank you for that today. Lord. I, like Paul, would would like to go back and visit places that I've been. It may not happen again. Maybe the time is done. Maybe I won't go back. But I have to continue to look forward to the service for the kingdom of God. Notice verse 21 of Romans chapter 15 tells us, Those who were not told about him will see. That's why we keep doing what we're doing. We're telling others about Christ. Those who have not heard will understand. The gospel message is simple. We confess. We believe. We accept Jesus Christ as our personal Savior. And we walk in the newness of life. Lord, sometimes we've made the gospel so complex, so theological. Lord, are we going to understand everything? Probably not. But Lord, you give us the tools. You give us the knowledge we need to instruct others about the word of God. And we want to thank you for that today. We want to thank you for who you are. And I want to thank you for your blessing. But Lord, we pray for those that are mentioned in that scripture, those who have yet to hear the word of God, those who are yet to see the word of God, yet, there, yet those who are yet to read the word of God, to hear it for the first time. In 2023, in May 9, 2023, there are still languages in the Bible that are not translated. Or the Bible is not translated into certain languages. But we pray for technology that will allow that to happen. That people will be able to read, to see. Whether they see it in the written form or in the audio or the visual form. We pray that they will be able to hear it, and they will understand. Lord, we thank you that you are a God that forgives. You're a God that restores, and you're a God that will call us, just like you called Paul on his missionary journey. We see how he longed to go back to his brothers and sisters, We see his introduction here in this letter, and tomorrow we will see in part two, these different people, that he mentions brothers and sisters by name, he greets them, and he talks about the work that they do. We need to be encouragers today, encouragers of the faith. So if there's someone today that doesn't know the Lord is their personal Savior, today can be that day You confess your sin. And God is quick to forgive. He will restore. He will put you in right relationship. But we have to walk with the leading of the Holy Spirit. We have to walk in the newness of life. It's what it's all about today. That we walk in the will of God. But it doesn't end there. God has something for each one of us to do. We can pray. We can go to the mission field. We can go to our neighbors. We can go to our neighborhood. We can go to our cities and share the good news, the message of God's saving grace. God is calling you today. Will you answer him? We ask it in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. So thank you for joining us on this Tuesday on Hope for Today with Pastor Doug. And we look forward to joining you on Wednesday with a new message of hope. Brothers and sisters in Christ, part two. God bless. Have a great day.